What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, December 2nd. Um, hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, Major League Baseball isn't locked out. It's going to be locked out. But uh, you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe. And I am with two very excited Cubs fans, as always, my my co-pilots on this journey, Mr. Aldo Soto. I mean, obviously we're going to get into Marcus Stroman, but Bob Nightingale did tweet out that there's going to be a lockout. So there's always there's always the Bob curse out there. Yeah, I think his, the Bob curse something is out at midnight. The, the seven-minute negotiations I don't think is very promising. <laughs> and the good Reverend K. Fitz. I'd really like to shout out the, the Ricketts family cleaning crew for finding the extra money in the sofa uh, this morning that allowed them to go ahead and actually uh, pay... Somebody 25. Now we have two players on the Chicago Cubs that are being paid roughly $25 million. And then everybody else is getting paid a combined point. But it's awesome. We have a good job. So good job to the cleaning crew. Glad you found that that stack under the uh, under the couch cushion. Very nice. So with the MLB lockout imminent, I mean, Bob's curse is only so strong. We got everybody else saying it's happening too. Um, we're going to, we saw a lot of, a lot of action in Major League Baseball. Um, some teams more active than others. Uh, but on Wednesday night, the Cubs made a big splash. So we'll obviously start there, but we're also going to talk about some of the other big names and new places. Um, what we learned from these crazy last 48 hours in Major League Baseball and uh, what we think is going to happen going further. Let's get it started. Let's tap this keg. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the ball game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board. Uh, as always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, and you'll be the first one to know when Major League teams uh, make big moves, not the White Sox. Uh, uh, Larry Legend. I, I know what I said. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, make sure you go uh, – Check out our sponsor, SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com. Again, turn on the push notifications. Great coverage, all Chicago sports. Uh, if it happens in Chicago sports, you'll be the first to know. Um, so, yeah, let's just get right to it. Um, Cubs kind of – there was rumors going around all day Wednesday. Um, shout out to Matt Spiegel and only Matt Spiegel from Absolutely. 670 to score. Uh, he was definitely the first one on it with actual Reese – real sources and sauces. <laughs> uh, but uh, Matt Spiegel 
tweeted out that the Cubs were interested. And then what we've later found out now is that Stroman took a physical for the Cubs this morning. So that's probably what Matt found out. Uh, uh, and and uh, we were told that he actually went to the same doctor that uh, Antonio Brown got his vaccine card from. So we're in good shape as far as the, the credibility of the physical, too. So it's going to be fantastic. Well, I mean, this entire thing broke down in the last, like, 18 hours. Yep. It was yep. it was literally, he said, he, he talked to the media uh, right after the signing. Uh, and he said he was content with waiting until February. Like, he was expecting the lockout to come and go. Mm-hmm. He was willing to wait. He got a call from his agent Tuesday night. He's like, hey. Cubs are interested, and he's like, "All right." He flew from LA to Chicago on Wednesday, and they've just worked it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, how beautiful! How beautiful when your team actually tries and, so, and wants to sign someone. It felt like the olden days of yore. Must be nice. Four, but, four uh, years. I just want to say, four years. It's been almost four years since the U. Darvish signing. Think about that. That's the last huge signing. An entire freshman class came and went in high yep. school since so, the last time the Cubs. Nico have done Horner this. was still in Stanford. I'll uh I'll paint the picture and then I'll I'll step back and you guys can start giving your thoughts as the in-house Cubs fans here. But um, again, Matt Spiegel uh, from Six Seventy Store said that the Cubs were heavy into Marcus Stroman. Um, I don't know what time. Probably about like four or five o'clock uh, Central today on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. West Coast. Uh, time. The news became official, and you know, obviously, with any deal of a player of that magnitude, the first question on every MLB fan is what are the numbers? What are the numbers? What's the deal? What are the numbers? Basically, what was it? 371? Yeah, and then the yeah. max it can be is three for 75. Yeah, so three years, 71, max 75. But the big thing is uh, he can opt out after two years, which he'll be 32. So good for Marcus Stroman. Two years of making $25 million and opt out when you're still in your early 30s. Uh, so pretty good uh pretty good contract for him pretty good contract for the cubs um you know a lot of the the median uh for estimates on what he was going to go for uh this offseason let me pull that up because we're all about actual numbers here uh a lot of people thought he was going to go for five years 100 million so basically what he did was crunch the a- the years and crunch the AAV. Shout out Trevor Bauer because apparently he made that up. Yeah, um, thank God for Trevor God Bauer. damn, that guy needs to <laughs> fucking blazed. <laughs> People, he, he, he crawled so that we could walk, really. He needs to fucking jump off a cliff. Uh, I don't say that a lot, but that dude fucking sucks. Um, before you two dive in, I'll just give my two cents as a Sox fan. Mark Stroman is a great player. I would I would have loved him on the south side. I think he's going to bring a lot to the Cubs. Um, some of that swagger and like youth and like entertainment showmanship that you lost with Javi Baez walking out the door. I think you're getting back with Marcus Stroman. He's a big personality. Uh, the dude has been on point. Um, he added a couple pitches to his arsenal last year. What was his ER, ERA plus was 133 last year, which was solid. Uh, his put away pitch at 50% of his last year was his curveball, but he also added that split finger. Uh, I think this is a great deal for the Cubs. Um, we'll get into hopefully there's a little bit more to come. But that being said, I know you two are ex- more excited about this than I, so I don't know. You guys can flip a coin on who goes first, but. Kevin, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Before we do anything, and uh, I don't know how many Cub fans are in the chat right now. Here's a little whiskey right now. Cheers to you guys. Something. Hey, we got three hours till the lockout. 
Let's go. Let's enjoy. Hey, we got three hours to enjoy it. We didn't enjoy the trade deadline. This one feels good. This one feels good. So, touch of cheers. I'm drinking ginger ale. And I mean, I, honestly, I, I mean, like before before Kevin starts, I just want to say, like, like you just brought up the the trade deadline, and that reminded me, as awful as it is on like social media when like something bad happens to your team, at the same time on the other side of the spectrum, there is nothing more electrifying and like just gets you going than when mm-hmm. something good happens. Mm-hmm. And just everyone's tweet. Everyone when like when mostly everyone loves the move. Everyone's it's, it's uh, like it's the cliche, you know. It's, it feels electric or whatever. But like when when the timeline gets when the timeline gets going, when it's fucking buzzing, like there's no better feeling. Obviously, uh, your team winning. But like right after because Strowman broke his he broke his broke. own signing because like obviously there was a that was really cool. People. Yeah, uh, and then like it the, a couple hours later, it was like then Rosenthal, Heyman, like you know all the other guys came out and like yeah, no, they're obviously they knew then that uh, something was about to get done, but it was Strowman who was like, hey guys, I think I'm more players. Sh- I'm signing with the Cubs. Like it's been my one of the teams that I one of the ballparks I haven't pitched in. It's always been a dream. And then so that was fantastic. Is that big- weird? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but is that weird no. that he's never pitched at Wrigley? Not, well, he was the really. Blue Jays for a long time. Yeah. And then um, the only come once a year. That's only, only come once a year. Right and then the game spot. out in 2020. Yeah. Yep. Well, he got out in 2022. Remember? That's right. Yeah. You know what I do love too about how the how he announced it on social media. To me, it, you know, if this pans out well and he does play really well, and I'm obviously no comparison to to the goat, but this would be very similar to like the 1990s version of the facts that said I'm back, like a big announcement. Coming via the player. You need to pump the brakes. <laughs> you need to pump the brakes. Honestly, honestly, so I thought I, I was going to be excited on here. That was, I, I'm not going that far. <laughs> Hey, look, I thought we were in the trust tree. Look, no, what I mean is it's, it's a digital version of a player announcing his own return or his own his own signing, which is always cool because it doesn't come from the usual suspects. Everybody had, you know, I mean, there were people out there today, three hours after the the, the Spiegel report saying that I got sources that tell me, the yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Everybody in the whole world knows this at three and a half hours after Spiegel broke it. So don't say you got sources. And then after it happens, they're puffing their chest. Now, there's some dude out on the West Coast that that'll post it and be like, he'll like basically copy like sources tell me. Like, yeah, like five hours later. And I, that kind of stuff, Spiegel, dude, I, I, look, I got to meet Matt when they were here for the, for the Bears game. We got to hang out in the cabana uh, at the, uh, at the, at the, um, the uh, swim, the, the sports swim or whatever it's called, or circus swim or whatever at Circa Hotel. Really good dudes, man. Um, and to see him, he doesn't go out on a limb like that if this shit's not for real. And that's the thing that was really, really telling is Spiegel broke this thing out, said hot and heavy, which, I mean, at that point, I think Chicago Cubs Twitter got sexual um, because of that, because it's just hot and heavy. I mean, like I'm at the, I'm at the Canes drive through. I'm like, kind of a hot and heavy Kaniac com. I'm like, I, I got all the words that come out of my mouth, hot and heavy. And you got to, you know, with, with what we've talked about and we've, we've, we have criticized Tom Ricketts. We've criticized. Uh, and again, I'm not over the KB stuff. We'll, we'll delve with that. That's, that's a whole long way to go there, buddy. But this is a really nice step in the right direction. Minutes and 10 seconds. Don't care. Don't care. That's what. There's how many. <laughs> but the. Uh, oh yeah. Here. How, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Fucking. Let's go. Everybody drink for, the, for any new listeners. Anytime there's a. Chris yeah, Eleven minutes since I mentioned JB. Now I just mentioned again. Do another shot. <laughs> it's a Wednesday night. No, right? Kevin, slow down. We still need to go for like another hour. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got a half a dollar here going. Um, but no, this is this is really good news for the Cubs. But it's also really good. For, Cub fans need. Cub fans needed this. Like 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 I, like we've been waiting for something which feels like forever. And now, you know, of course, now the, 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 there's there's possible rumors of the Cubs aren't done yet tonight. 
Um, Rich Hill was mentioned. Rich Hill now goes to the Red Sox, which puts Carlos Rodon in the in the in the crosshairs. This is a big night for the Cubs after what's been basically four months of of well, really, I mean, if you go back to like the June swoon, really, it's been a what five six months of just. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's been finally for three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, yeah. Well, that's a that's a whole other issue, but th- this is this is a big, this is a big step in the right direction. This is you know, I again stop. Let's let's not let's 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 also. Let's kind of taper it back a little bit too. Again, it's nice having you know two considerably good plus weight you know with with Miley and you know with, there's still two spots that are a question mark in that rotation. I don't, I still don't trust Adbert, but you know this is a good spot. But three guys in a rotation, you still got an offense that needs a hell of a lot more. Um, if you think about, if you're even thinking about contending, and 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 so at this point, good start. Reservations now. I I, I feel less pessimistic. I feel you know, and I'm. I'm I'm the, you guys know me. I'm the worst. Like it takes like basically like a, a nice cool breeze, and all of a sudden I'll change my direction that quick because I'm. It's easy to get me optimistic, but uh, this is this is big. You know, Stroman. You know what I like about Stroman too is yeah, he's he's must he's must see TV. The Cubs haven't had a lightning bolt kind of a player like this that's as public as Stroman has been in 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 what feels like. I mean, can, can you? I mean, Aldo. I don't know. Do you remember who's the most recent Cub that's been as public, especially our like Twitter, which is. Really, you know, social media has been more outgoing or as outgoing as someone like a Stroman. Like, is this is this say, on social media? Like, funny enough, it was the last big signing, and it was after. Unfortunately, it came after his first bad year. But you Darvish, yeah. when he got more comfortable oh, in his second year with yeah. Chicago, I mean, he quickly because remember his two thousand eighteen year, he was bad, and then he was just injured, and then nobody knew what the injury was, and then he just didn't come back. So mm-hmm. like, he, he had like one of the like in recent memories one of the worst starts for a free agent, like out of anyone in Chicago. But then that second year, you know, he got more comfortable. He started, you know, speaking, uh, uh, he start, stopped using the, a translator uh, and then he became more active on social media. And it was just, just like that, just instant fan favorite, lovable guy. You all, and then they made you in turn root for him even more. Obviously you always root for the guys on your team, but then it's like, Hey, you know, this guy, there's just that, I don't know that, that, I don't even know, like the you just, you just you just feel good about a guy. It's like you want him to succeed even more. And like, yeah, Strowman. That's the thing about Strowman, though. At some point in this year, Strowman's gonna get in a fight with fans, and I'm gonna love it. <laughs> Strowman, but even better, even better, Kevin. He just, he blocked Justin Roman. Oh Justin, yeah, we need to figure that out. We need to have Justin on the show. We need to get we need to get Mike oh, on the show. We need to figure funny. that out. There but I was gonna say, Kevin, yeah. you're gonna love this because I guarantee you there is gonna be a time. In these next two, hopefully longer than that, that in three years, longer than three years, that Strowman's with the Cubs, that he will get in a Twitter battle with David Kaplan, and it is going to oh. be amazing. <laughs> I'm so, so here for it. He does like to go on media. He the thing, likes to go on media. The thing with you, too, is you, Darvish, he also taught us how to use the translation tool on Twitter, which was oh. great. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know, you're right, though. And, and the thing is, and you I mentioned it. This is no no shit. Good job with jewel the jewels eight piece chicken. Um, the, uh, uh, the the thing you also made mention of it, Aldo, and this is something I think Cub fans we, we all need to do this as, as a fan base to taper the expectations. We saw what happened with you, Darvish. It took you, Darvish, a little time to get acclimated to the environment at, at in Chicago as, as a whole. Now he's coming from New York, but by way of Tampa or by way of Toronto, so he has played in a fishbowl, uh, if you will, um, but. You know, even John Lester, when he came over, and we talked about it before we went on, started slow. It takes a second. So 
you know, let the let the dude get acclimated. Let him figure out his pitching coach. Let him get used to his receiver, whoever that might be. We got a couple good receivers. You know, if Wilson Contreras is still a Cub by the end of the you know by the end of the offseason, even better. You know, there's a little talk that you know perhaps he's you know he's he's out on the market. Uh, but this is a big start. It's huge. And, you know, you got a guy that comes in that you know you know I feel so terrible for him. He was stuck with the Mets, who you know between the Mets and and, and uh, um. You know, stomach flu, I'm not sure which one I would approve of most, but uh, I hate the Mets a lot. So getting him away from the Mets, where he had a 3-6 war, 10-13 record this past year, 302 ERA, 179 innings pitched, 158 strikeouts, a really nice whip at 1.145. 33 starts, though, consistent. Um, and, you know, he's got a career 18-5 war. So it's, it's a good pickup. He's just now, I, I, you know, if you take away the 2019 season, which was a little bit of a hiccup, he has had a very nice progression um, from 2000, you know, from, from, oh, well, that was after the trade though. His total year actually in 2019 was not bad at all. Actually, I was just looking at his, uh, his, uh, 18 from 2018 on, um, after 18, he's been making that move upward, upward, upward. He just hasn't been, he wasn't really good with the Mets. But he was really good with the Blue Jays. So hopefully just get out of New York because New York's a shit bag. Uh, yeah, I mean, Marcus, Mets, not the state, not the city, just the Mets. The, with the country of the Marcus Stroman again, he's elite, elite. You know, we talk about with the White Sox, with Dallas Keuchel. And again, this isn't anything against Marcus Stroman, but we're talking about an elite ground ball pitcher. As I, I think his his career is close to he's way above fifty percent, and the league average is like low forties. He does uh, not give. Um, yeah, in twenty twenty one, he had a fifty two point six percent ground mm-hmm. ball average. And then for his career, it's like at fifty seven, I think. Yeah, uh, he gives up. He gives up less than a home run per nine innings. Um, obviously, we don't. And, and I guess I was gonna say. I wonder how that plays at Wrigley Field, but like Wrigley Field for half the year isn't a hitter's friendly park anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but with that, you know, it's not a guy who, who he doesn't strike out. It's not like he's a 200 uh, strikeout year pitcher. He needs a good defense behind him. And that is why I told you guys already, I'm going to be banging the table for the next, whenever the CBA gets figured out, bring me Carlos Correa right now. I've said it before, love Nico Horner. Nick Madrigal, cool. Love him too. Hope he's hope he keeps hitting three hundred with the Cubs. Get Couldn't better. You just put Correa at third. I, I mean, that's the thing. You could do that. Well, remember Marcus <laughs> uh, Marcus Simeon wasn't going to play second. And Correa. then he got and then he got fucking paid. <laughs> wait, wait. Who said it? Someone said it today. Someone said it today. The Correa was was absolutely. There willing. is something. There is something about like he he'd play third base. Like he's not yeah. one of the guys. He's like, oh, I will demand to play shortstop. Hold on. Like, this is a good question uh, from TMF in the comments. I believe that's Cubs Zone. Cubs Zone. Uh, I don't see how Contreras gets traded now that the Cubs are adding. Because that was remember that was a big thing before. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't either. Unless, unless it's a, unless it's a part of a trade that brings you another like a good player, like a good position player now, or a good another good like the Cubs can make a trade with the Oakland A's right now, and like get Matt Olson, or they can get like Matt Chapman, or they can get one of their good starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to see Wilson Contreras leave, but if you can get in a like one of those two guys, I consider it. I but I don't think we're at that point yet. I only mention that because, again, my DMs kind of got hit. I had people saying Guardians um, as a possible destination with a shortstop that is very coveted. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely sure that the Cubs aren't pretty sold uh, on this middle as it is. I think that the idea now is to get some, get a little more bop in the outfield. You got your contact guys up the middle. 
You got a first baseman slash DH and Schwindel who might might continue to pan out. Hopefully, you got Patrick Wisdom who maybe got figured out the last month and a half of the season, but hopefully he's making the adjustments that we need to see from him in the off season. Uh, although the question marks are there as a, an older, you know, upper twenties rookie um, like the uh, the Phoenix that rose uh, on the south side for a bit. And so you've got you've got these different these pieces. So the Cubs do have. You know, we've talked about it on the show, the balanced lineup. You've got to have some contact guys sprinkled, and you can't have the three outcomes all the way from top to bottom. And now the Cubs do have some non-three outcome guys, at least two or three, I mean, uh, you know, in this lineup that you can look at. And so now you can start filling in these blanks. And I think that, it, it, it you know, intelligent spending, right? Um, it's not going to be much intelligent when you're throwing $300 million at a, at a freak show. So, so but that would be intelligent to me. And we somebody, don't know what the other side of this, this CBA how much this is going to affect and how much that window is going to open up even more for the players. These guys took these big contracts early and we've talked about it here before. Some of these guys might be getting, oh, man, I can't believe I got this much money. Not realizing that at the back end of the CBA, they could have gotten more, but it doesn't matter at this point. They've honeypotted the, 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 the uh, a deal, a good enough group. And this is going to be an interesting negotiation when they shut, when now that they're locked down here in about nine uh, in, well, in about three hours. So but, some of the other names that have been tied to the Cubs that we've seen in these rumor tweets and everything, uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, that's one name. Um, actually, had so really quick weird story. When the White Sox played the A's in the playoffs two years ago, I made friends with a bunch of A's people on Twitter, like in friendly shit talking, and we've remained baseball friends. I've had two of them uh, who claim to know something about something. Say Matt Olson uh, has indicated that he wouldn't mind going to Wrigley. Um, yes, please. Then there's a. Uh, Obviously, Carlos, no one knows what's up with Carlos Correa. But then from the parking lot, uh, hopefully we'll have him on the show soon. Uh, Fizz, what's his name again? Hendo Henderson? Oh, Hendo. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be – Yeah, I'd like to reach out. Yeah, Chris, we're going to uh, reach out to him. He's a great dude, but he – homeboy knows a lot of people in baseball. Like, and it's not just like he knows their agent or like he knows their cousin, like he's down on the field with players. And apparently he has a relationship with Trevor story. And he tweeted out basically just flat out. If the Cubs come correctly story signing, which uh, I think he was, I think he was doing a Twitter space. And then, yeah, we got, uh, yeah, that was I mean, one of the things that he said that that'd be sick. Wait, I, I haven't considered that name because honestly, and that's the thing, Kevin, like you, you were right when you're talking about uh, the Cubs and like being apprehensive of thinking if they're actually going to spend, I mean, as optimistic as I was every step of the way in the back of my mind, I was always like, yeah, but they haven't fucking spent a rare. Like how can I even trust that they're going to spend? But with this move, honestly, it does for me, I don't know how you guys feel but like for me, it does change the outlook of what the Cubs are going to do, or at least are going to try to do. I think they are going to try to compete, and that's the thing. I think right now their payroll is like at what, like breaking moves. Uh oh. Chris oh. Taylor. Chris Taylor got four years, sixty million, with a fifth year option that it can increase the total to seventy three. Oh dang. Good. So what would you like? So quick, quick socks uh, sidebar. Chris Taylor four for sixty, or Lori Garcia five Shut for sixty, or three for sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Hey, and you know what? Rick Hahn today said that it looks like Kimbrell is going to be actually like pitching the fourth inning now. So <laughs> wait, um, wait, what? <laughs> no, he said that they'll have to find a place if they can't trade. They're trading him. It made it. Yeah, it was right yeah they're going to trade him. People are being, per usual, very melodramatic on White Sox Twitter. 
I think Han did a had a fucking great press conference today. Basically, just told everybody to calm your shit. You know, final rosters aren't due on December second. Like, <laughs> and and that's, I mean, honestly, that's the message for every team. Yeah. for the Cubs, for the Cubs too. Before I, they're gonna sign players. Yeah, just, I mean, this was a it's just that was, we saw the most fucking action that we've seen in exactly. Years. This was a really really fun forty eight hours with big names going all over Texas oh. Rangers. Just fucking robbed a bank and went crazy. <laughs> I mean, it was a crazy like flurry and it was fun because you don't usually get that in baseball. That was like an NBA style free agency. Like that was crazy. Can we just negotiate the CBA every off season? Can yeah. Just- I, mean, that I was- saw that a couple times. Can we just do that a one year deal? Let's go. Let's do this every year. Cause this was a hey, way more fun than the, the trade deadline. It was crazy. Was players choosing their destiny, the and players, was- choose their destiny, not these, not the front office. These are and the it guys. Was a, it was a ton of fun. And it was, you know, like, if you put your phone or down or looked away from your computer, when you came back, it was like Corey Sears on the Rangers. So is Marcus Simeon. You're like, what the fuck's happening? Javi Baez is on Detroit. You're like, whoa, 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 slow down. But I, I mean, I, as, try waking up on the West coast. <laughs> yeah. And then all the, again, all the pitchers. Cause first it was the pitchers. It was like right. Kevin Gossman, five for one ten, bam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Ray, same deal basically. Uh, and then you know the Giants resigned a couple other guys. And then today they get there was the Alex Cobb move. Um, the closer for the Angels, he resigns, big deal. Iglesias. I could be a hero, baby. Uh, uh, you know you have the other like one year deals that happened earlier, like the Syndicate for the Angels. There's Four just years. so much. It's left and right, left and right. And like during that time, and like it happened this week, it happened yesterday when you know Jan Gomes, uh, uh, well like two year, thirteen million dollar deals. Like every other year, when the Cubs, you know, yep. had a full roster, that would have been like, hey, say. good, you you finally did something to like you know complement the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yesterday it happened, and it was like, okay, are you going to do anything else mm-hmm. now? Maybe they are. <laughs> Absolutely, and I mean, to Han's point too, like he went out and got Kendall Graveman, which okay, it's not like a huge signing, but it's a need done. He went out and got his fucking favorite safety blanket in Lurie Garcia. And real quick, just a side note, the Lurie Garcia contract, they may have gave him a little bit extra, but I think that's a little bit like, yo, you're old. This is your last contract. You've been loyal to the soil for a long time. We're going to throw you like three extra million or something like that. Like, that's what I see when I see that deal. I really don't have a problem with that. The only time, the only reason I would have a problem with the Larry Garcia signing is if it's opening day and he's starting, mm-hmm. then I have a problem with the signing. Right. Well, it's, not, I mean, it's no longer a depth move. It's actually like a positional move, which you don't, you'd obviously prefer like, not. But like, that's the thing that like, well, no, no, actually no, you're right. Cause I've, I mean, a lot every, of time, man. basically every, basically everyone said it, but like he is your perfect, uh, we've said it. He's the perfect, yeah. he's the perfect utility guy. He can play multiple positions. It's not always great, but yep. you know and he he's, can fill in at a lot of different positions when there's an injury, and there's always going to be always going to yep. be injuries. So it's and fine. My frustration, and I tweeted out some silly shit, but my frustration with it is, I get nervous that the White Sox will use him as a crutch too much. Like, oh, we don't really need to go out and get the second baseman. We could just mm, throw Lurie there. That's, you know what I mean? That like, is the fear, yeah. That's my biggest fear with it. And yes, I did tweet out the video of him playing the fly ball in right field like a little leaguer in the playoffs but the the white Sox have work to do han not only acknowledged the fact that he knows that they have work to do but also uh, repeatedly was like just calm the fuck down it's december 2nd like 
guys realize we're months away here. And like, yeah, and let's and that I think we were talking about it. How just the players available for the what the White Sox need? Those guys are still out there. Obviously, the Chris Taylor that takes away a huge, you know, second base right. I was really hoping for Chris Taylor. I really wanted Chris Taylor. But I I mean, you still have like the guy who's becoming, you know, maybe the number one target or could be is like you know Conforto still out there. Yep. You still have Cassiano still out there. You still have Schwarber. You know, you want that left-handed power bat? Mm-hmm. Kyle Schwarber is pretty fucking good. Um, these are just free agents. Han, even, Han mentioned specifically right. that the trades, no one was talking trades right now because everybody was focused on free agents. It's always the trade route. Again, yeah. uh, the Oakland A's, you, you mentioned, we talked about them earlier. Oakland A's, they're, they're going to be selling. Yep. You can probably, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what left-handed bats you can get from them besides Olsen, which, I mean, that's... Now, real I, mean, quick, that's, I don't real think that's quick. an option for the Sox, but uh, you know, there's real always quick. teams that you can find guys. Now, I know right now we have a ton of Cubs fans watching this podcast right now, so I know we're talking about White Sox stuff. So real quick, because we're going to come back to the White Sox stuff here in a second, just to keep you guys your, your appetite wet, enjoy. And for the second time in the last three days, it's Marcus Stroman, 3-2 to Harper. And he struck him out. Stroman. That was a sinker. Jeez. Seven six down for Stroman. On well, he might get some snow this weekend. I don't know if you, you oh, like the uh, shuffling. The door turns the double play, and that retires the sock. And he's dirty. Heavy. A nice pickup out of second. double play. So what I'm going to say about this is, if you could tell by just the, those few clips, the dude throws a heavy baseball. Yeah. No, I mean heavy baseball. Sixty percent ground ball rate. For mm-hmm. his career, I mean that's out of top spin. Love it. But with all the moves being made around the league, let's just let's just take a little whirl around where some of these tops names landed and what we think about it. So, I mean, right off the bat, we got to start down in Texas. Um, I mean, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. So, a couple things here. One, I was told Marcus. I hate it when people do that. I was told, but the <laughs> word was that Marcus Simeon would only play shortstop. So the White Sox had no shot at him. Signs for seven years, $175 million down in Texas. And in his introductory press conference, a reporter goes, where are you playing? He goes, uh, I think I'm playing second. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, he, he was paid like a shortstop. Right. <laughs> and that's ultimately what it came down to. It doesn't matter if you're paid for like a shortstop and you're playing second. Who gets So easier. Marcus gets his paper, which – for the record, I am not hating on any man getting paid. Like, go get that oh, money. Yeah. So Marcus got his money, and then almost in the same breath, they went out and signed a shortstop for shortstop money in Corey Seager for 10 years <laughs> with $325 million with a limited no trade and no opt-outs. Corey's going to die in Texas. And hand up, <laughs> hand up. I remember when John Heyman, uh, I forget what month it was when he was like, you know, these guys, I think it was like Baez, whatever. He said that he like 200 million, and then Seeger 300 million. I was like, who the hell is going to pay Corey Seeger $300 million? Hand up. Ah. <laughs> I was wrong. And here's <laughs> the rub. Here's the rub. It's Texas. So Texas. for 82 of the games that he gets paid for, yep. zero state income tax. And something that someone zero. else brought up, that I didn't even remember. Remember in the COVID season when all the playoffs were in Texas? Mm-hmm. Remember who the MVP was? They got paid for that too. Corey Seager. Oh, there you go. He likes that ballpark. Loves that ballpark. Crushes in that ballpark. So Texas all of a sudden had 
like a double A middle infield. And now they have arguably the best middle infield in baseball overnight. And I've mentioned it in a couple tweets because Texas went on to sign. Who else did they get? They got John Gray and they got that utility infield guy. Uh, was, wasn't a really big name. Uh, but I was, uh, it was Cole Calhoun, an outfielder, I think. Yeah. Cole Calhoun. Sorry. Utility outfielder. But Texas, one thing that fans in general, like when moves get made, like, Strowman move, these moves, all these moves, they get really excited for the team, which they should. 100% they should, but you also got to take a step back. Texas, as they stand right now, might come in third in their division. Like, let's like, just, but what they're doing is they're building. Like, yes, yep. shit doesn't happen overnight. They're building. Like, come back to Texas in 2023, 2024. That's, that's what I was going to say. I was like, because I, I will admit, because like I was on the, I was like on board too. And I was kind of, it wasn't so much as like, why are you spending? Because like, always spend got teams, more teams spend. It's good for you. You will be better over the long run right. if you spend more money. But the, the, it was funny seeing it's like, well, if this was their plan that they were going to go all out in free agency, which again, good, good for the Rangers. You should be doing that when you can. Or, I mean, every team can. Why did, why did you three months earlier trade away your best player? And Joey Gallo. <laughs> yeah. That's like, imagine, imagine Joey Gallo was still there. But hey, look, no, but did, did, what did they get back? And, and what are they looking at? And again, you bring up another good question. What did although, they get back? Wait, I actually I don't have no idea. Oh, yeah, honestly, I do not know. I look it up while you talk. You make actually a really good point, too. And this is the thing we got to think about with Strowman, too. We talked about his contract before we got on the air as well that he's got front loaded contract. He's got first year 25, second year 25, opt out, third year 21. Now, if the Cubs aren't contending in 2022, you're basically paying Marcus Stroman $50 million for 2023. And then you know if he's performing, he's going to opt out to take higher than a 21 mil if he's doing it what he might be capable of. So th- this has to be like an indicator, right? This has to be an indicator, like same with the Rangers, for Rangers fans. This has to be an indicator that they're they're here to play ball now? Like, I don't, yes. I don't know. Like, yes, it has to. It has to because you're right. Because if they didn't, then why do this deal? Mm-hmm. Because then it is, then it is truly time, but... wasting. It is then it is truly you know wasting those resources or whatever. If you're not gonna feel, if you're not taking advantage of a guy's prime years when you're paying that... him a whole bunch of money, why would you do that? Then if at the same time you're gonna be like, well, that's that, it. Bro, that wouldn't <laughs> be right, guys, stop me. intelligent spending. <laughs> stop me when you've heard of the Josh, shortstop Josh Smith. He was the Yankees' number 14 prospect at the time. Josh Second Smith, ba- he is the Hawks legend. Second baseman, Ezekiel Duran, who was the Yankees' number 15 prospect at the time. Okay, I mean, I guess that'd be, that's a great name. That's a future yeah, MVP. that is a solid <laughs> baseball name. Um, second baseman slash outfielder, Trevor Haver, Haver H-A-U-V-E-R. Whatever you say, 23 so. prospect. And then a right-handed <laughs> pitcher, Glenn Otto. Um, I need you pronouncing the entire free agent class. No, that's. Uh, I mean, that's I guess. Who, I guess here's the thing, though. Here's that's the thing, who though. the Rangers got for Joey Gallo. Like here's I mean, the thing, though, because I think was how long was Joey Gallo under contract? Weren't just this year? Yeah, like 2022, I think. Mm-hmm. That's it. So at the same time, like maybe one of those guys just develop, and then you know by year two or three that Simeon and Sieg are there, maybe one of those guys comes up and he's also good. So like, hey, maybe it does end up working out, but. Again, it, it was surprising because normally you don't see a team making two huge moves at the same time. Right. And then just staying with the list, and I'm going in Half descending a order from the most money spent to the last. So number three is your boy. Javi Baez comes to the AL Central. 
he gets six years, 140 million. So 23.3 AAV. Uh, he does have an opt out in his clause, um, but he's on the Detroit Tigers. Now, weird move, weird move in my opinion. I thought they were really going to go after Correa. So Correa must have told him to fucking go scratch. But um, Tigers. <laughs> we know what Javi Baez is. We know what he brings. Uh, yeah, he did look sad as fuck in the press conference. Oh, oh yeah, that uh, screenshot. They did him dirty, though, because I saw the whole video. And there was a time when he was – But the screenshot, he looks mad as hell. <laughs> you have you have all this video for probably, what, like a 30-minute like moment, and you just can go through every frame in front of the one that makes him look like he just was – like my mom made me sign this contract. Like he right. looked like my mom made me like maybe your I friend. See- I saw somebody, somebody like quote tweeted, and it was like, Javier Baez realizing that he's going to be hitting 415 foot flyouts. And <laughs> yeah. guys, he's going to hit so many triples in that ballpark. Really, he really is. And I almost think, though, I something inside of me feels like Detroit sold Javi on. We're going to go get this guy, this guy, and this guy after you sign. And then none of it happened. And then he did his press conference, and he was just like, or. Or right. Javi doesn't give two shits about winning. No, he got $140 million. He doesn't give a fuck. On his birthday. I don't mean that, I don't mean that I, much. He, he's a really good tagger. Um, it looks like, according to Yumper, it was reported that uh, Correa was offered 10 275 but he wanted more. I, look, I'll be, you know, I got to do this. We, we have to say this because, and, and although. Seager got 10 325 Correa definitely should have get more yeah, than Seager. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But although oh, you and I have talked about this too, we, I got to tip a cap. To the unsung hero of the Javi Baez everything. Javi Baez's representation team, whether it's his PR, whether it's his agent, whoever is running the optics for Javi Baez, a fantastic they are top they're they're fantastic. They they might have they might be Jerry Maguire, they might be his only client, like but or he might be their only client, but they have done a fantastic job over the last few years crafting, you know, even in the worst moments of Javi Baez, they have found a way to put him and paint him in a light that allows him to maintain value even at his lowest point. Come back from really, I mean, after 2020, you really think he's worth what $23 million? What was it? Well, how much was his worth? No. 23 3. 23.3. I mean, after 2020, was he worth 23.3? No. After the first half of the season before the trade, was he worth 23 million? No. But they found it, they latched it, they kept the optics, they kept all the other cool, exciting stuff. They pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. And when push came to shove, they had a high ground in negotiation. And Javi, I would say, got the best value deal as an pl- individual player that mm-hmm. any of these guys got besides Scherzer. Um, mm. in this pre CBA, well, Scherzer yeah. has 15 million every year. He's got 15 million a year coming from the Nats too for the next three years, doesn't he? Something like that. Yeah, yeah he no. Like, Scherzer's got million money year. coming he's, from three different directions. Yeah, he's gonna buy the Cubs. Um, so the Javi, <laughs> you got to tip your cap, man. You know, Javi's team. I'm, you know, you guys have heard. I'm critical of Javi a ton on here. Um, you know, but he's gonna go to Detroit. He's gonna be with Mag with uh, Miggy. For a little bit, he's going to be with a guy that could take him under his wing for a second. But we know that you know uh, Miguel Cabrera is not going to be around very long, and it's going to be Javi's team. It might be Javi's team immediately. But he's there, there, Fitz. That's the point I was just going to make. Is I'm very curious to see what Javi Baez does when it's Javi Baez's team. There's no Chris Bryant. There's no Anthony Rizzo. There's no Wilson Contreras. There's no uh, who's the shortstop on the Mets? Uh, Lindor. There's no Lindor. There's no Degrom. There's no. This is Zach Short. This is the oh, Javi Baez Detroit Tigers. Now. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Detroit. I mean, he's going to, he, you know what? Detroit's going to love him too. Like, he'll be fine in Detroit. In fact, oh, yeah. Detroit, I think Detroit will treat him better than New York thinks it could have treated him. 
And I think obviously Chicago treats him, tr- treated him fantastic. He got, tre- I think he got overtreated. I think he got, I, got, I think he got babied a little bit here. I think Detroit's going to give him some love. They're going to be very happy to have a, a player like yeah, him. They will. And, and I think that it's, you know, again, Miguel Cabrera was a very abrasive player as a young guy too. And he is like adored there. So, you know, and, and perhaps Javi goes there and he, you know, and maybe, maybe Miggy, Miggy can get in there and say, look, Javi, look, dude, if you could just do this, look at what kind of a hitter you could really become. Cause I will say this a hundred percent. And I believe it. Javi has hit 70% of his potential right now. That's where he sits. If he were to hit a hundred, he could be God knows what. And so I think that, any kind of situation where you could have a mentor figure that could help Javi actually reach the ceiling because I don't think he's there. Um, and that's guys, that's what's frustrated me about him forever is that the potential of the ceiling is a lot higher than he's at, but he doesn't put that effort into the adaptation. It's I'm Javi, fuck you. And that's not okay for a hitter in a game that requires adaptivity. Mm-hmm. He might have a good stretch here and there, but adaptivity gives you longevity. At the end of the day, Fuck Detroit, and now I can say fuck Javi Baez because he's on Detroit. So you could have said it before, remember? I know, but Cubs I don't, Sox, so come on. I'm not. The, you know me. I'm not the Cubs Sox guy. I'm. I hate well, Detroit I, I more just, than I hate. I just Detroit. wanted to add in terms the over of under on uh, McDonald's that he crushes in the uh, the tunnel when he's pretending to watch video swing analysis there in Detroit. Don't know. In terms of uh, Baez's contract and like what he got, um, I all I say is like just think back of how much he was hated with uh, by Mets fans in the middle of August. By the end of the season and heading into this offseason, you talk to the average Mets fan, they fucking loved him. Yeah. That's just what he does. It was after yes. that whole stop booing us shit. Yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. fucking hate him. They wanted him out of town already. Like after three weeks, they were done with him. And by the <laughs> end of the season, him. they wanted him back. Why? Because that's just that's just how your bias. The highs are fucking high. The lows are low. He's frustrating mm-hmm. as hell, but he still gives you those fucking moments that you're like, God Moment. damn, this guy's amazing. So and that's, that's, what that's, what that's what drives you nuts. I want to go yeah, through about very, like, very. like 20 more of these. So, all right. Uh, we mentioned Max Scherzer got the Trevor Bauer deal. So he got <laughs> three years, $130 million to go to New York. Thank That's, you, Trevor, for your service. I mean, if you go to New York for a three-game series and two out of those three games, you're facing DeGrom and then Max Scherzer. You're going to have a bad time. Um, the next one, this one kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, Robbie Ray. Getting five years, 115 million from the Mariners. Now, talk about a team that they're literally linked to everyone right now. Mm-hmm. The Mariners are linked to everyone, but the only one that's put pen to paper so far is Robbie Ray. He's taking his tight pants to Seattle, where it's hipster galore, so they'll love him out there. But I love the Robbie Ray story. I hate him as a pitcher because he fucking owns the White Sox. But Ooh, his pants. Uh, do bet on himself. Took a cheap deal to go to Toronto, won himself a Cy Young, and then got $23 million a year for the next five years to go play in Seattle. A very, I, you can clip this, whatever. Seattle is going to be fucking good. They've, they've done this build right. It depends on who else they sign, but they had the farm. That's the biggest thing with Seattle. It's such a strong farm system. And now they're adding pieces like Robbie Ray and shit like that. I think they're going to, they're going to be a problem in the AL West. The AL West as a whole is going to be, a lot better this year with Texas Mariners coming up. Angels are making moves. They're going to get trout back too. like, like the only team taking Houston. a step back is the A's. Yeah. And the A's are the ones. And I almost feel like the A's are reading the, the writing on the wall and they're going to be like, all right, we're going to take a step back. Yeah. You boys go fight it out. We're going to figure some shit out and then we're going to be back. Well, they have to, they have to get ready for their Las Vegas. Uh, yep. And they got to get ready for their move. Um, so by the way, can I do a pause for uh, no shit? John Heyman, 
Yankees are among teams in the bidding for brave superstar Freddie Freeman. I'm but hard to find anyone. Hard to find anyone who thinks he'll leave Atlanta, including yes. Yankees. They view it as another situation akin to Jeter as a player with Yankees. It seems Braves Braves must bridge five six year different. Uh, point is, Yankees are teams in the bidding, but Yankees find it hard to believe he'll leave. Like what? What? What is Thank that? you, John. Thank you, John. You are going the to have to blue, The water's wet. I think I could bang Kate Beckinsale, and I know that I won't. You're going to have to overpay so much to get Freddie Freeman out of Atlanta. It, you know. You know what that. You know what that tweet was. That was a uh, no one's paid He's attention. He's sitting on the couch in his underwear right now. No, no, yeah. that, that tweet He's was the couch uh, his underwear. That tweet was Freddie Freeman's agent being like, "Hey, John, tweet this out. We're trying to get a couple extra million from the Braves. Yep. Yep. Just mention the Yankees. Thank you. Oh, you um, a case? Got, got him. <laughs> so Toronto loses Robbie Ray to the Mariners, uh, but then they turn around and give Kevin uh, Gosman five years, one hundred and ten million. So basically, the same deal as Robbie same Ray. Deal. So they basically just swapped out Robbie Ray for Gossman. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it's no secret on the show, I, I like the Blue Jays. I like. Uh oh, 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 God, no. I just got so excited. It's not breaking news. It's not breaking news. But boys, we have our first Carlos Correa to Cubs connection. Oh, oh shit. Jesus. Mark Berman. Mark Berman. School. So I think he's a reporter at. Sports, he's a sports director at Fox 26. I think that's Minnesota. I don't know. According to MLB sources, the agent for free agent shortstop, Carlos Correa, has heard from the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, oh, Cubs, and Braves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, like what, I wish they would just go like, and, uh, you know, tonight. Oh, so, you know. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Even better. Okay, no. I, I know what I just said. He's a Houston guy. Oh, God. Okay. Well, so that he, might know, he has that connection. Perez, so I know, but I need, a, get, I need get a, less than six teams, dude. Can we like, Can we actually get like a, a reporter to report like uh, teams, you know, teams also. A week, uh, ago, oh, sorry, you, Kevin. A week ago, uh-huh. there was a report. The Cubs were part of seven teams that were interested in, in Marcus Stroman from LMB Trades Rumors, Tim Dirks. It was mm-hmm. true, damn it. It was true. True. I want a reporter, though, to be like, uh, according to sources, uh, interested parties for Carlos Correa include the LA Dodgers, the New York Mets, Toronto Blue Jays, Boston Red Sox, Atlanta Braves, San Francisco Giants, Houston Astros, yeah, Los Angeles Angels. So actually, you, you know, I was gonna say I, I want it to be the inverse. I want it to copy and paste them all. To be so that, that you have to like scavenge through. I want it to be, uh, you know, ex players agent told me that, and then list twenty four teams are not interested in the client. That would, and then good. you have to figure out wait who didn't he say. <laughs> A lot of babies about to. My man Jack says that Cubs hotel is going to be sold out next week. A lot of babies going to get made. Going to be called Stro in that hotel next week. Uh, the one that a lot of Sox fans really wanted that I thought was actually a possibility, and even after this contract, I thought it was a possibility. But uh, Starling Marte went to the <laughs> Mets for four years, seventy-eight million dollars. So. That was uh, he got paid a lot more than I thought. Uh, I mean, good for you know who who has to thank all these players, Steven or Steven Matz. Steven yep. Matz pissed off Steve Cohen so much yep. that he's like, "Fuck all of you here. All right, fine. You want it? You want you want to see me hand out contracts? Yep. Here here's, you go. Here's four big ones. Let's go. Because <laughs> real the- quick, can I do a shout out to Wrigley Nate? I know you're here in the chat. By the way, you're here in Vegas. We're gonna get a beer soon, buddy. Sorry, I, you're not a, you're not disinvited to the sports bar. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to Yard House or something. Let's go. All right. Anyway, sorry. Um, 
I mean, there was some other, like Eduardo Rodriguez went to Detroit. Uh, we already talked about Marcus Stroman. Chris Taylor re-signed with the Dodgers. Uh, Rafael Iglesias re-signed with the Angels. John Gray, where'd he go? He went to Texas. Texas. Good for Avisil Garcia getting four years, $53 yes. million out of the Marlins. Yes. Good for that him, was, man. That, when I remember seeing that deal. I'm like, oh, my God, teams are going crazy. Yeah, that, that actually, I agree. That was the deal that I was like, all right, this shit's getting goofy now. Uh, hey, this, by the way, does this post it says LOL Cohen is a mess? Does anybody else picture Mr. Burns right now destroying his suite in his own mansion when all this stuff has happened tonight for, for Cohen? It's like, like Citizen Kane just knocking the, you know, the Cohen snow. Cohen got goal. four guys. No, Cohen, Cohen yeah. got, I he mean, got he f- lost Steven Matz, and then he's like, all right, fuck you. I'm getting Max, Max Scherzer. I'm going to get Max Scherzer, Starling Marte, Mark Kahana, and Eduardo Escobar. Yeah. Like they went out and they got some players, man. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he didn't he didn't sit on his hands. Look, he was a, he would look, he talked to some experts at his cocktail party last weekend uh, with his friends, and they told him that that's not enough. He needs at least Carlos Correa, Chris Bryant, and he needs to actually somehow find a way to get dirt and whiskey. I don't know. Um, He's following their advice. Verlander went home, stayed home at Houston. Good for him for not playing one game and getting two years, $50 million. Right. Sick work if you can get it. Uh, he's still, Steven, still married to Kate Upton. So that speaking contract- of Stephen Metz, uh, he went to the Cardinals, which, by the way, shout out Cardinals fans for reminding everyone how racist you are when Stroman signed with the Cubs. Fucking assholes. Uh, Anthony DiScalafani. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? I've struggled with that name, and Zoe got it on the first try. He went. He stayed with the Giants. Uh, we said Alex Wood went with the Giants. White Sox got Kendall Graveman. Noah Syndergaard to the Angels. Love that move. Hopefully he can. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, Mets, Cobb, and Belt to the Giants. That's your top twenty-five money guys that have been signed in like the last forty-eight hours. What a, this has been so cool, and I stopped at 25. Like, there's oh, yeah, well, more people. Sound like one year that good. doesn't include the minor league deals that the Cubs signed. I mean, those are great. No one cares. Um, <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna work here anymore, anyway. The last one that you brought up, so I think it was one of the last ones. Uh, oh, what the fuck? Noah Syndergaard, yeah, that again, okay. that brings me back to the Marcus Stroman deal and why I do think the Cubs are gonna try to sign, like, even like this isn't the last set for them because it would have been different if it was a Noah Syndergaard. It's like, all right, we're going to give you one year, 20 million come pitch with us, show everyone that you're healthy. Cause that would have been the easy flip. Right. That would have been like, okay, like, Hey, he's healthy now. Who wants him in July? Cause it would have just, it would have just been a one year deal. But with this, it's a commitment. <laughs> like it's not just a one year band. We're done. It's a multi-year commitment. It, it may only be three years, two or three years, but like it's serious. It's, it's 25 million. And again, Adding to the point payroll right now, which is like almost like insignificant. I honestly, guys, I'm getting so they're getting correct. This is a (laughs) this is good here. I like this from user 2016. Don't be shy, kid. Um, he said Kevin Gossman to the Blue Jays was the one that hurt for me. I really had eyes on him in Cubby Pinstripe. So, with that being said, we just went down the, the top 25 deals that have happened here which deal that happened out of those that were you really happen were you really hoping would be on the north side hold on i got a time out jesse rogers can suck another rock before he chews on it marcus stroman is the first step for rebuilding cubs 
What a troll. Because obviously, we Jed Hoyer said this is not a rebuild, so he's literally calling it a rebuild right to our face now at this point. Jesse Jesse Rogers also last night said he was on the side of the owners. Hilarious. Yes, um, <laughs> no, like never ending story. I'm not. I will not lie to you guys. I ta- I said this, or I was thinking about it early in the day when the rumor first came out, and then when it became more apparent that Sherman wasn't in front of Cubs, and then uh, eventually he did sign. Um, my first choice out of those, like the top pitchers, would have been Kevin Gossman. Um, like if it was between Gossman and Strowman, I would have liked Gossman. Um, but again, Cubs can't be picky. They got a good pitcher. Cubs, they need a lot of help. Can't be picky. They still, you can't say no to a good, a good pitcher that wants to be, that wants to pitch for you. But I do have to say, if it was between the two, uh, I would have liked, uh, Kevin Gossman. Cause I mean, that guy, again, Marcus Strowman, love him, but he's not the power. He's like, not the power pitcher that Kevin Gossman is. So. Yeah. What about you? Well, for me, like, actually, I'll even go worse. I, I actually am fine with, you know, I know the power stuff is great, but I, I'm looking, you know, obviously I would say Max Scherzer is the, the real answer, but um, the John Gray thing hurt a little bit, I think, to me. Even though he's not a VLO guy, it was the the non-QO. He was, felt like a perfect fit for the Cubs, and the Rangers came in and swooped him up um, in a weird way, too, and I, I've talked about this before. He was destined to be a Cub, I felt. I, I actually... Um, the uh the, there was the expectation in the draft that the cubs were going to take jonathan gray um in the 2013 mlb draft it was supposed to be mark apple john gray and then a lesser known future colorado rocky chris bryant and um yeah, put that take that like seriously i'm gonna break you want like you do want a youtube video of someone punching their monitor um i'll use this one though but uh oh my god Whoever did the Photoshop made you rotten hell. But um, the uh, oh god, now I can't even focus. Um, <laughs> I'm serious, like that took my train of thought. Now <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Jonathan Gray was supposed to be a cub. Um, and so for me, I was like, oh, that'd be really poetic. I'm sure. Again, this the year that Chris got drafted by the Cubs, uh, we were expected. He was expected to go to the Rockies. We were expecting the Cubs to take Jonathan Gray. I was driving to Colorado at the time. So I was really pumped because I'm like, I can't wait to get up there because we're going to a concert. By the time I get there, Chris will be a Rocky. I can't wait to get free drinks because I'm be like, that's my boy, like an idiot. And then we got, we're on the radio where I'm listening to MLB Network and they're like, Chris Bryant for Cubs. I'm like, uh-huh. And then my phone lost service in Green River, Utah until we got out of this whole long gorge. So I came back to like, obviously like 30 text messages. Like, what the hell? I'm like, oh my God, this just happened. So anyway, I wanted John Gray because I think John Gray's got a really cool connection. Didn't get him. So John Gray sucks, but here's me too. I'm going to throw this out there and I want it bad now because I want to hear, I want to hear the broadcasters tell the story about how they were best friends in high school. A lot of times Ugh. you can add, add Matt Stafford to the broadcast a lot. So I would like oh. to just hammer down on some Clayton Kershaw action and bring Clayton Kershaw to the Cubs. That would be a move that would just make me feel good in my loins. So there has been talks from your, your boy, that uh, Kershaw might come to the South Side. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's not Clayton from ten years ago, but as a fourth or fifth starter for the White Sox, that's not bad at all. Talk about mentor. Um, but the one that really, fuck, I really want to. No, by the way, breaking news: Marcus Stroman will be wearing zero. Didn't he always? First mm-hmm. in team history of the Chicago Cubs, a player will wear the number zero. He um, can get that retired. Hey not stolen. I mean, obviously Marcus Simeon would be 
amazing, but I knew that wasn't realistic. I, Chris Taylor and the contract, the four for 60, that's like a White Sox type. Uh, I, I wanted Chris Taylor. It, it would have solved a lot of problems for the White Sox. And it, that deal was in their wheelhouse. So that one's done. That one's done a little bit. Sorry the names, though. Because, I mean, obviously, Larry Garcia signed. But, I mean, again, you should be expecting him to just be a bench bat utility guy. If there's injury, you can play him. Hopefully, when it comes to October, he's not starting <laughs> or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so out of the guys left, and we mentioned a couple earlier, like who, who's like at the top of your list? It's like, hey, if we get this guy, it's all good, Recon. Good job. Let's get to opening day. If they get this guy by spring training. From guys that have already signed? I mean, no, no, just like guys who, are, who, guys who are still available that you can still get. I said a very successful offseason for me would be Eduardo Escobar and Conforto. I thought that would be a great offseason for the okay. White Sox. I didn't hear Lurie Garcia in there. What, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, Escobar obviously being on the Mets. Okay. What, um, what other second base option do you – because, again, it's thin. <laughs> At this point, funny. do you want to you know allocate – again, we know that every team can spend, but not every team will spfor at every position. So, you know, you have to look at how they allocate. You resources. don't know that. Sorry. Although Mr. Han, I love you, dude, but you don't know that. I, that's a pet peeve of mine too. When, what, the Chris tell, what was that? You yeah. tell the spot fire. Jeff Kemcher. No, you don't, you don't know that though. And that's no, what Chris I'm Taylor's saying. Been like, solid. And Chris Taylor, and especially in the playoffs, he shows up in big games. And for a team that's been a first round bounce in the last two years, like that's a guy you want on your team. Um, so that one sucked. I'm still hopeful for either Conforto or Castellanos. They need a real right fielder. Obviously, I prefer Conforto for the defensive purposes. Yeah. Um, but anyone second base or at this point, like who would be – because I think the top name, like not yeah. not counting like if there's any trades, is like Jonathan Villar, VR. Right. So I think what how you preference that is I think – the smart way to look at things now would be what can they get in a trade? And the way that Han was talking, the White Sox farm system sucks, dude. Yeah. Like it is, it is bad. The cupboard is empty. You, you used last big trade. It, it's in done. Magical. So unless you're trading one, you you gotta, well, it's kind of looking like what can you get for a Kimbrel sheets package? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, or, Kimbrel sheets and then pick a name from the farm or something like that. Like what second baseman are out there? That Who's that even... one pitcher they drafted? Uh, the high school guy. Doesn't he uh, get Kelly? Yeah. He got hurt. He, was on, he, he didn't play a full season. I mean, nothing crazy, but like, right. Right. There was, there's not enough, not enough on him. I mean, unless someone's like really high on his potential. And the thing that sucks was when, Phillies went out and signed uh what reliever did they go grab? Uh Corey Knable. Yeah. So they went out and gave Corey Knable 10 million for a year. Obviously the Phillies and Fids, your trade that you've been preaching for a while with Kimbrell. I mean, it's still very much on the table. Corey Knable's not gonna solve your horrible bullpen by himself, but it doesn't help the cause, is what I'm yeah. getting at. You know what I mean? 100%. Um Sox still got Lambert. Um Jordan Miller. So I think they're going to need to start looking at trades. Uh, and it, it's almost like Han alluded to that too in his uh, presser. So we'll see what happens. We got time now. 
Uh, well, I, we're going to have plenty of time to talk yeah, about time <laughs> with the lockout coming. Yeah. But I mean, as a quick uh, as are we going like, to go back to drafting food again? <laughs> yeah, we got we got time. I'm not doing that shit again. I'll, I'll as a quick pre- as a quick preview that like the the big ah. the most the most popular trade that's been thrown out there, um, you know, with the Sox and Phillies uh, has been like, okay, you give them Craig Kimbrell, and in return you get Jin Segura. Would you be good with that? Say it one more time. Sorry, I was looking at Stroman's tweet to Correa. Uh, you get right, uh, right. Uh, recruit, baby, recruit. But he already is. He tweeted, "Need, Need you in Chicago, Chicago, my dog." Oh, get it done, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah! Okay. Yeah. Was was just, say, he was asked, "Hey Stro, how do you feel about recruiting?" And then his re- here's he did a quote tweet of, "Need you in Chicago, my dog." And then he tagged Korea. Uh, what was that again? Although, sorry, I was looking at. I got distracted. All right, you got me excited now too. Um, <laughs> I forgot. Oh, uh. So I've seen it a lot is like, okay, Phillies obviously need uh, bullpen help. There's Craig Kimbrell who can be their closer. So Craig Kimbrell to the Phillies, and then in return you get Gene Segura the for second base. Would you be okay with that? That seems to be a real popular one. I've seen that from a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why his name keeps getting brought up. He's not exactly performing to what people thought he would be. Yeah. Um, there's your tweet, although. Oh, I love it. Yes. Um, I agree with you. Let me do. Yeah, here's the tweet. Oh, I'm sorry, wrong button. Um, (laughs) I can't sit here. It would be very hypocritical of me for telling people to stop saying like Chris Taylor would have sucked here, and for me to turn around and be like Gene Segura is going to be fucking awesome here. You don't know that, but Mm -hmm. he very much could be a guy to get out of Philly. You know, they don't exactly have the most forgiving fan base in the world. Um, Where's Segura from? Like, like, yeah, let, let me, me look it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna guess. Let's see. Gene Segura, uh, born Dominican. Dominican Republic. Hell yeah. The White Sox are a pretty good fit for players from the DR in Cuba, and you know what I'm saying. Like, he, it could help. I, I'm, I wouldn't be upset about it. I don't think that. Kimbrell really has a place on this team anymore and he could very easily go to another team and become an all-star closer again. I just don't think that it's really a fit uh, with the White Sox, especially after going out and getting Graveman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm willing to give Segura a spin. They need something. Larry Garcia can't or Yeah. Larry Garcia cannot start at second base. Yeah. That's, that's, that's bottom line, plain and simple for me. Uh-huh. So I'll, I was looking I'll, at Gene Segura's numbers. Uh, I thought he'd be, I thought he'd be a little better. Uh, no, but yeah, was, no, he's definitely hasn't lived up to you know whatever he's getting paid to. Obviously, he'd be an upgrade at like what you guys have now, which is again nothing. Larry Garcia, which is literally. <laughs> so again, you know, backups playing. Be- beggars can't uh, be choosers here, but yeah, yeah. You know, sorry, um, that's a fan account. Uh, Fernando Tatis has more than twenty three hundred followers. Sorry, yeah. Oh, a picture. Oh. He got a picture of Tatis, uh, which is a cool picture. It's Tatis talking with uh, um, Castellanos, and then of course, uh, oh, fake account season is in full oh, effect right now. Do not get me started. Sorry, <laughs> fake account season is in full effect. Well, we got about ooh, three hours to the lockout. Two fifty-five. So, Two fifty-five. Yeah. It's gonna happen. So, is it, it, what do you guys think? Oh wait, What's is it midnight Eastern time? Yeah, it's midnight Eastern. So, so we only got two hours. Yeah, 
Right, exactly. Two hour, one hour 55, actually, excuse me. Yep. And so my question to you guys, what do you think, if you could predict one out of the blue, holy shit, did that just really happen? What? What's your, what would be your, what kind of moment? Like what kind of move? Oh, move I thought something happened. Kind of don't do that to me right now. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just really, I'm being very animated with my question. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> like I'm trying to like word it correctly I just, too. I, I quickly went to Twitter. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> predict the most insanely but possible scenario tonight for some player before the deadline. Like a, a surprise last Anything. minute signing? Yeah. Last minute like, signing trade? Make, give us a fiction or something that could be fiction. We'll see a trade. Non-fiction. It, it would have to be a free agent sign. I don't think anyone's pulling a trigger on a trade right now. Um, trying to think of who's what, still available. While you're, while you're thinking, I'd like to make sure that we're very clear that I am not Jewel eight piece chicken. Yeah, Jewel eight piece chicken is the newest White Sox food account. By the I'm way, not, I thought I thought not. I thought Jewel was a twelve piece. Not. Um. Shit. I mean, I'll I'll start, I'll start um, with one. I like. Are we talking about with anyone? Or are we doing like team specific here? Cup socks. Anyone? I think anyone. I mean, like. Anybody. No, like anything, like, that would, like anything that would shock me, anything, shock me. Like oh, if oh, oh, signs with anyone right now, I think that'd be shocking just because I don't think he's getting the offers that he thought he was going to get. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the one who waits it out. Like, I think he's going to be the Manny Machado and like, right, like what happened that year. Where like, I think he eventually does get his money, but he'll wait for it. Yeah. What else? Um, so if he, if he, if in the next two hours he signs with anyone, I would be like, whoa, okay, that team, all right, that team stepped up. I was actually going to say the same thing with Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's waiting. A lot to... of smoke with KB the last couple of days. KB and the Mariners, man. Who has said this from the start? He's, he's not starting before the CBA. I what, if say... get, what, what if the Mariners go, KB, we're giving you six for 175, full no trade? It would legitimately have to be like 400 million for 10 years. He wants to see beyond the CBA because he lost 20 million on this current CBA and it's a horseshit CBA. He'd rather read it and be, which is what he went to college for, a very point or prudent financial person. So, and best, guess what? The best part about KB is that KB can show up to spring training at a moment's notice, ready to go because. That dude doesn't stop hitting. That dude doesn't stop working. And the best part is he'll roll into a clubhouse and he'll fit in just fine because he's just a good person. So he doesn't have to, My, he's not going to go in there and like run around and grab people's nuts and shit. He's just going to go in there and work and he's going to be a good teammate. And that's, yeah, I guess he, my, he's my, other, he wants. my other answer to that would be the White Sox signing literally anyone in the next two hours. That would <laughs> shock the fuck out of me. Well, I really yeah, just, did, didn't Rick kind of already say that they had no other. Yeah, they're done. I, that's why I'd be so shocking. And again, to reiterate, if you're just joining us right now, I'm okay with that. White Sox fans should be okay with it. Like, don't just sign someone because all the cool kids are doing shit right now. Like, get the right guy for the right price. You know, the White Sox could end up saving themselves a chunk of change by waiting this out, and they can maybe get two players instead of one. You know what I mean? It's just like we don't What's the rule of business? What's the rule of business? ABC. Always be closing. Create a deadline. Create a sense of urgency. The deadline creates a sense of urgency. And that's what I love about Scott Boris too. All these people are trying to push somebody into taking a deal. That's a, it's a slip up. They're trying to make someone's, someone's going to blink, right? Someone's going to make a mistake on a contract 
and both sides are going back and forth trying to catch someone sleeping with their mouth open or whatever. And and these guys that are waiting, the Castellanos, the Correas, the, the obviously the KBs, um, the, the ones that, that that aren't really they can they can kind of afford it too in, in a weird way. Those guys don't aren't already at a want because they've already made a ton of money, so they don't have you know if there's a lockout they they're not going to starve. Some of these other guys are getting their first big deals of their careers, and so this is their first free agent contract, so they're going to be also freaking out about some cash too. That's where again you got this whole negotiation thing, but I, I just think that I love that some of these guys are willing to so, wait. What do you see on the other side of this thing? The owners could be pocketing more. You might have lose a pension. You might you know some of the stuff that the, the thing that walked them away from the table reportedly today was uh, a cost of living increase. Um, and it was like a, it was like actually a reduction in, in, in their pension benefits is what the owners proposed. So they were actually reducing, which the pension benefits actually doesn't harm the millionaires. It harms the dudes that played 15 years and busted their knees up being a 200 hitter, being the, you know, 10th guy on the roster or whatever. Like, so it hurts the real guys that make baseball flow. And so I think the players, I, I again, I said this on Twitter, this is going to get ugly. It's going to be a time, but. Make no mistake about it. Until the owners open up their book, they are the villains in this until this thing ends. The villains. So, they are Cruella. So let's turn this over. There's, there's been a lot of good questions in the chat, and we're not ignoring you. We just had a lot to talk about. Well, finally. Uh, so, so, yeah, why don't we do the rest of the show? Let's answer some questions in the chat. Let's do it. Um, so Joey uh, – oh, he's got a nice little KB profile picture there. Uh, he asked, did you all say who you think the Cubs are going for already? Um, I think the general consensus is another starting pitcher. I think uh, definitely another starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if, if they're in, let's preface this. If they're in, they will. Starting pitcher, what? right? Well, that's what I'm saying. If they're actually going to compete in 2022. Here's what I was going to say earlier about like just heading into, you know, this waiting period that we're about to head into in terms of like what we expect to happen. In mm-hmm. terms of other moves, if the big move for the Cubs is is Marcus Stroman, I'm going to be disappointed. That's that's mm-hmm. that's obviously just not enough for the White Sox. I think I think if like their addition is another like Adam Eaton 2.0, Sox fans should be fucking pissed off. If like that's the move for right field or like a second base guy, mm-hmm. like you guys should be like, what the fuck was this? Um, but again, it's a popover. But again, right. I do think at this point it does not make sense if the Cubs stop here. So I do think another starting pitcher, they will sign another starting pitcher. What level is that going to be? Are they going to take a fire on a guy coming back from injury, a guy who had a down season, mm-hmm. or like a combination of that, or you know, a guy who has injury health but has a high – if he hits, he hits like a Rodon. That could be an option. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy from the Mariners, Kikuchi. I, I think I'm saying that wrong. It sounds funny. I don't mean to. What about that Sunday guy? Who? The Japanese guy. Like Oh, the outfielder. Yeah. Yes, that no. That's the thing. There are a lot of bats. There yeah. are a, plenty of quality bats. Hold on, say it again for the people in the back. White Sox fans, listen to my guy. There's still a lot of bats out there. Lots of bats, like lots of bats. <laughs> like yes. obviously, yes. Like again, this isn't this isn't me talking down to White Sox fans. This isn't me saying you guys what like you guys are dumb for thinking this. But Marcus Simeon was never going to come to the White Sox. No, like that was never going to happen. No. Now, Michael Conforto, yes, that could happen. Very Nick Castellanos, so. yes, that could happen. Absolutely. If you were a White Sox fan, you should be like, hey, Rickon, Jerry Reinsdorf, do like do everything you can to at least attempt to get those guys. I gotta think they are. So and then or, and then the same thing goes for the Cubs. Cool. We got, you got, we got you a got, lot wait, here. You, 
You improved the rotation. I, I saw the tweet. It was from Gordon Whitmire last year. The, it was Kyle Hendricks, Zach Davies, and Jake Arrieta were the top three. That changed to Kyle Hendricks, Marcus Stroman, and Wade Miley. Instant so upgrade, yep. but you can't stop there because nope. you still need to fill holes in, in your in, – uh, you need a, a power bat. You still hopefully with the news. I'm we've heard we've heard the little sprinkles of rumors here and there. They're keeping tabs on the shortstop class. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. maybe this is the year they actually do step up. <laughs> I would fucking love to see it. At yeah. this point, you cannot rule that out. I'm with yeah. you, Kevin. A week ago, if I were to say the same thing, you can be like, "Yeah, bullshit, Aldo." Like, but I think it changes. Now. I really do think it changes. The it's almost similar to when the White Sox went and got Yasmani Grandal at the beginning of free agency. Yeah. It kind of like let everybody know, like, oh, shit, they're really doing this. Can I give a shout-out, by the way, to Aloha, Mr. Hand? Pete has called this lockout from the beginning. He's He called it, I think, I want to say like a year ago. He's been saying that there was lockout is happening, so prepare. Like, And he – He's been adamant that this is really where it was headed to, that the White Sox were going to pause up right before this shutdown and not really do much. But he's also been optimistic on the other half of this too. So um, stay tuned for the other part of that prediction. But this is also, you know, the CBA is is, is something we're not talking about, you know, and I think the CBA is so cru- crucially important is how much of this CBA is focusing on the treatment that Major League Baseball needs to, as an umbrella organization, protecting our minor league baseball players. And that this, is very important, but time out, Kev. Before we go off in a weird direction, I wanted to get these questions done. I know that's well. I'm talking about the the salary. Like this has to be rolled into it. Is and we can talk about the that part later. But the, the the financial aspects of it all. How much of the salary cap should go into? And if you're going to create a floor and a and mm-hmm. a cap, uh, you know, how can you create a cap first off if you can't see the books? So like, how much? You can't really you, you can't create like an honest cap if you can't know how much a percentage of the total amount you're actually taking from. And this is the problem with the new CBA is they won't open the books. So you know what the possibility of a salary cap on a floor is 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 possible if they open the books. You can't you can't as a player agree to anything until you know exactly what you're agreeing to. And until they open the books up, the only organization in baseball that allows this is the Atlanta Falc or the Atlanta Braves because they are public. They're public. Nobody else. You can't see anybody else's numbers. So we don't know what the Cubs are up, down, or whatever. We don't know what the White Sox are up, down. We won't know what the Yankees are up, down. So until, like, why would these guys do it, agree something and say, yeah, I'm going to trust these owners. Like, yeah, they said that they're, they they have uh, 24 bucks in their account. You know what? I drove a dude home one time in college. He said he had, like, you know, 10 bucks for Del Taco when he got to Del Taco or, you know, Taco Bell. And he had no money. I had to buy all the Taco Bell. He lied. Same thing with this. You can't you get you can't do a salary cap floor until you know the, the real numbers of the financials, and that's mm-hmm. that's going to be a sticking point. And so that's where a cap and a floor won't happen with the players until they can open the books. And I I, I, I hope they stick to it. Yeah, the question on the table comes from uh, Ryan Torbett, and he asks, "What do you guys think of the possibility of a cap floor in the CBA? As far as cap goes, I'm Kevin touched them all right there about opening up their books and everything." I think the floor is coming, though, and I'm I a big fan you. of that. Um, I think that's going to force owners' hands in a lot of different ways, um, and it also helped the White Sox get Dallas Keuchel the fuck out of here. Um, I, speaking of that, speaking of bad players making uh, a lot of money, um, I also think that's one of the reasons that we have seen so many teams uh, you know, sign these guys 
like we haven't deals. seen before. Just yeah. because I don't think we, I don't think they want to get into a situation where like you know there is a salary floor, and then you have to scramble to you know get to that floor, and then you end up paying mediocre players like way above what they probably should get. So like I, I do think like that, that maybe it's not like a huge factor, but I think it's like a little thing. It's like hey, Texas mm-hmm. Rangers, like they're you know they had a lot of they had a lot of room to make up in terms of spending money. Why not get like to the top five free? Agents? That's a good point. I, I guess I never really connected those dots. And I, again, I agree totally with Fids though that the treatment of minor league ball players needs to be thoroughly addressed in this regard because. I mean, and I think that's what sucks the most about it's these 2021. You got to about these this talks out, because man. I think, like, if you're a minor league player right now and you have like never, you don't have a single day of MLB service time, you've never played an MLB team, like through this lockout, you you can't even sign a minor league deal, right? No, oh, you got to go work like Enterprise Rent a Car, dude. Like, it's, and like, and like for those guys, I mean, obviously the the guys are already there for the most part. They know, they have some guarantee of where their next like money's coming from. Mm-hmm. My like my league guys don't right. <laughs> like they just don't, and it's, it fucking sucks. They live a brutal life. Yes, they chose it, whatever. But just because you choose something doesn't mean that you have to fucking live like doesn't in poverty when you have these hundred billion dollar franchises up and down the league, and they're just like ah, it's right. bad. Uh, it's not a flex, and this is not a flex. I've coached enough. I've coached far more minor league baseball players than I've ever coached major league baseball players, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I have heard every story on the book now, and the difficult. D- d- can you imagine trying to play high level sports when your entire group of 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 where you live, which is by the way like six to a, a you know a two bedroom house, where you have to order pizza every night, and you probably order pizza like Sunday night, and you get like the special like you know buy five for like cheaper. So you get five pizzas, you put them in the fucking fridge and you freeze them and you eat that for breakfast every day. You're eating unhealthy. You're eating ramen. You're barely getting by. You're scraping by with a terrible like system that doesn't give you anything to take care of you. Like you're paying rent. You're asking your parents. You have to do a GoFundMe. Like it's incredible what these guys have to go through just to go and play. Could you imagine any of you, like anybody that works a job, if your company said, hey, I need you to go here on a work trip real quick to Nebraska. So I need you have to do this or you're fired, you go to Nebraska, but you pay your ticket, you pay, you pay for your hotel, you pay for your food, and you pay as long as we want to keep you there. It's coming out of your pocket. Like, how horrible would that be as a regular employee of a company? And this is what Major League Baseball does to 18, 19, 20, and 21-year-old kids when they could have just gone to college and gotten an education. And this is a, a horrible aspect of Major League Baseball. And I am extremely hopeful and optimistic that the actual MLBPA is going to try and find a way to umbrella minor league baseball players into some sort of commitment to create some sort of protection clause for those players. And if they don't shame on them, shame on the players too. This is their moment to really dig their heels in the sand and protect the kids that make up really the backbone of major league baseball, which is to be able to let a kid try and at least give it a shot. And sometimes he's a first rounder. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's a deep late draft pick that somehow figures it out late is a Patrick wisdom. Right. And this is the worst part about this whole thing is that I hope they, I hope they come together and, and, and do something about this. Cause this is, this is the moment. This is the line in the sand. And I hope that they, they, they stand. And I feel like they will. So, and I mean, Chicago ball talk, you've been very active in the chat tonight. We appreciate that. He agrees with you that they're never going to open up the books. Uh, he's also with you all though, with the Korea, Korea, Korea. 
Um, yes. Then Joel Martinez says, does Matt Boyd and Danny Duffy become a Cub before the deadline? I like them both. <laughs> Duffy is injury prone a bit, but he had an ERA in the high twos before the injury. My, 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 how the turntables. Do you guys remember when Detroit was asking for like a number one or two prospect and an MLB player for Matt Boyd? And now he's on the streets. Like, it's crazy. Um, I actually saw some people saying they want Matt Boyd on the White Sox um, to fill in that fifth spot. But Out of those two, I think I take yeah. the fight. Well, there's there's pros and cons for both. Matthew Boyd, he's put up you know, decent numbers. Obviously he's not, he's on, he's was released for a reason. Um, but he's a guy who you, you'd be comfortable taking a flyer on. The only thing with him, the velocity has gone down a little bit. So it's like, like, and again, Cubs, Cubs, <laughs> Cubs don't need another guy only throwing like low nineties um, at, at, like at best. Uh, Danny Duffy. I'd, I'd love to have him, but he's been, he's been uh, overall fantastic. Or I'm not nothing like, elite elite stuff but he's been pretty decent with the right. royal start his career the thing with him is i think he had a forearm strain or a, a forearm injury uh this year uh with the royals so i, I just i'm just curious on like his health yeah. um but i mean out of those two i think i i take the flyer on danny duffy and again this is a move that before the marcus stroman in a vacuum taking a flyer on danny duffy solid if that was like the if right. that was like the major addition to your rotation bad now but now, if you get a Danny Duffy, it's like okay. Uh, again, you made your team better. No, I it it's amazing how the order of events makes such a difference. Right? It's just it changes the perception of what you think. Because imagine if imagine if Marcus Stroman does wait, and he's like, you know what? Let's wait it out. Let's see what the offers are after the C, after the new CBA. Right now, we're like, what the fuck are the Cubs doing? <laughs> it changes everything. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look this up. Is Universal DH a done deal, or is that part of this negotiation? I honestly think it's it kind of like a layup. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a layup. I'm all for it. I've made no. But, but here's the thing: is again, though, we don't know a hundred percent. So, like, again, how many of you like to? I mean, some of these guys signed early gambling. Some of these guys waited late too because maybe there won't be a DH. What happens if that line in the sand is like we'll push it off two more years? Well, now all of a sudden, some guys lose their market value because they can't play every day as a DH and you know, but if there is a DH that raises the value of pretty much every single bat in the entire free agent class, every pitcher, it probably lowers their value a little bit because now you're going to be facing an additional bat every time out national or American. Mm-hmm. So, um, our good, good buddy Yumper with all the outfield bats still available. Do you think the Sox get that payroll over 180 before it's all said and done? Yes. I think they're going to be right at two. I think they're going to be right at 200. Um, I don't know if current players care about the minors. Look at the draft being five rounds. I don't, players have nothing to do with that. Um, CBA only covers men on the 40 man in past lockouts. The minor league still went on according to a few articles that I've read that actually. Yeah, that's a good point though. Um, can they bargain for non-union members? That's from Chicago ball talk. I don't think so. I don't that, think well, that's the, well, that's the whole big thing. It's like the, right now it's the MLB union with the owners. So like it, it, the whole thing is like, how does it change? The, the biggest thing is just like the arbitration process. And like the, you know, yep. when Chris, we've talked about it before. When Chris Bryant went MVP, he was making like, what, like $700,000 or something. 
again because yep. it was his second year. He was still pre-arb, which is horrible. He, he made so, seven hundred thousand dollars in his MVP season, and then he that, made one point one in the season after. Like, and after, yeah, and then and then they finally, you know, after a couple of years, you get to arbitration, and then then you get the escalated pay. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, what the players have to focus on now, I think, is the whole thing that they are trying to focus is is you know changing that time, changing that clock. Getting more money while you're in your prime. Yes, like hey, it, it benefits us because hey, you don't have to feel bad about uh, you know paying us later if you're going to pay us now when we're producing the most for you yep. or and whatever it is. So like I think that in terms of talking about the minor league players, yes, there's the whole thing of the, there's their living condition now, but also it sets them up for their first few years in the major leagues, making that better for them. And, and- and I'm not sure who said it today on MLB Network uh, earlier today. And they were talking about like, look, uh, and there was actually someone, one of the players actually said this. Uh, they were from the players union. And it said, look, we're, we know that we can't make all the changes now. We have to, you know, the owners have used the last 15 to 20 years right. to incrementally build this system. We have to take a, we have to do this a little bit at a time, which is a little bit political speak, of course. But the fact is you can't be like major, we can't say, hey, owners, we're going to go from zero to 50 in five seconds. Like it's not going to happen. You know, you're in a Ford Escort, relax. Um, so the, the next thing is to how in incrementally in a, in a, in, but, but not giving an inch, but making sure that you're, you're not also pushing like a mile as well, taking what you can take over time. How much will these players push for? How much will they, you know, go for? And so that's the big part of this is they're going to take stuff that, when you go to the table the next time won't feel as much as a pain in the ass to the owners, just as easy as it was over the last 20, 30 years for us to accept that players are greedy for wanting more money. So let's cap how much they can get paid. Let's not sign them. Let's not give them their fair share. Let's keep our books closed. They've, they've created this, this climate for 20, I'd say 30 years since the early nineties. Um, so the players have to, they're trying to erase 30 years of, of, of conditioning basically with the game. So you can't take 30 years back in, in one CBA. You take three or four or five years back. And so in this case, mm-hmm. I just hope that they can get a commitment from the owners to start making changes to the minor league system. Whether that fruits anything, I'm not sure. But to get them on paper saying we commit to creating a better work environment for our interns, so to speak, as we prepare our business for our real product, which makes us billions a year. And that would be a, a good concession, I think. No, I'm 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 100% with you at, with behind you with all this. And um, Joey, again, what do you think the career contract looks like? Definitely gets more AAV than Vias. He's going to get more AAV than Corey Seager. I mean, yeah, he's getting Corey Seager. Corey yeah. Seager getting 10 years, 325. If you want to think about Carlos Correa, start there. Um, if anything, I think if anything for him, he might go. I think uh, I heard it the other day. It might be a, a similar situation with. Uh, uh, with the offseason that we saw with uh, Machado and Harper, how mm-hmm. Machado ended up getting the higher AAV, but Harper ended up getting like the more overall money. So I think we might right. see that where you Correa gets like maybe 350, but he gets more years. So it's a lower AAV, but he gets the more guaranteed money. I think we might yep. see that situation play out. And he might want to set it up where he can get another contract in there before he's it's too oh, yeah, like he'll he'll want like opt out yeah. for sure yeah and chicago ball talk here agrees with us 10 years 330 i think that's your jump off uh old pale mailman jack says he has a weird DH the weird feeling the dh won't be happy now jack here is where i i'm going to disagree with you i think the universal dh allows 
superstar players, big name players like Miguel Cabrera and all these guys who be in the league longer. Uh, I also think, and as Joel Martinez points out here, uh, DeGrom is a prime example. Um, you know, he haven't hurt in his back due to his at-bats. At I mean, there are pitchers in this league that can absolutely rake. I'm not saying they all suck, but a majority of them suck. And nobody wants to watch that shit. I I don't know. I think the University H gives pitchers a longer shelf life, gives sluggers a longer shelf life, and just makes games overall more exciting. I understand that the counter-argument to that is, like, the strategy and all this other stuff, but I'd rather watch Kyle Schwarber hit than Chris Sale stand there with the bat on his shoulder for three pitches. You know See, what I mean? I'd, like, buy, I'd buy the whole, like, there's more strategy argument. But we already have half the teams playing with the DH for the past fifty years or whatever. So, I mean, you can you can you can have it for everyone too. It's fine. Um, and so, Ralph, thank you for clarifying. The players' union agreed to the draft being less than five rounds. The way you mentioned it earlier, you said the players. I was like, yeah, Yohan Mankata had nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Like it was just. But yeah, I think the union. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. Good point. I, mean, I, don't, I mean, that is where there's going to be a struggle because, like, yeah. Liam they, Hendricks won't have to run the bases. Yeah, <laughs> but the Pirates will still not know how to play defense, so it won't matter on any. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, they're not going to. Well, actually, they fixed that. I guess they cut that poor guy. Sorry. But, he, uh, like, almost ended his like, career. <laughs> by the way, so so those friend of the show, Chase and Shreve, now will then and now enter the dead period of the CBA yeah. unsigned. He will be with us. Hopefully, if this lockout extends, we're going to have a very, very nice internal um, from from the ground level, from 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 the from the uh, field, I guess we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Experience from someone that's a very good reliever in baseball that didn't sign before the deadline, and now what are they doing? You know, I know that your boy and everything, but for people that think Kevin's being biased, go look at the stats. Chasing had himself a year. Oh no, Chase has always been a solid yeah. pitcher. He's been but, the yeah. victim. He's been a victim of what we're talking about right now. He's been a victim of the whole contract, how teams can manipulate like guys with minor league options, guys who Mm -hmm. haven't reached arbitration yet. Like he's a perfect example. He talked about it on the show too. He's also a victim of the algorithm that they have in this this the the computer system that they use that values young cheap players over Mm -hmm. veteran players that might cost a little bit more. So they they when they put this this whole thing together, a player like Jason who could get outs and will help you. That might cost you three million. You can get a five hundred thousand dollar dude to pop up here for a second and get the job done before someone figures him out. And then you can shoot him right back down because he's got options. Unfigured out. Ooh, it's like a mystery. It's like misdirection. So it really plays around with the, the Paul Ossimockers of the world. A dude that pitched what like twenty? How many twenty eight some odd years? Wouldn't exist in today's game because he would price out, even though he's not really that expensive. So. Well, we look forward to having Chase on. Uh, maybe we get some other guys. Um, and we're going to start during the lockout, especially when content is going to be Tyler. Tough. What? Tyler Anderson. Hey, he didn't sign, did he? Did he no. sign yet? I don't think so. We'll get Tyler on. Um, but we're going to try to uh, get a couple more guests on um, during the lockout. It is going to be tough, you know. The, coming up with trade scenarios and all this other fun stuff, but we're right at the hour and a half mark. I think this is a good place to put a pin in it. Um, really appreciate everybody for participating in the chat. Thank you guys. Uh, it really helps with the flow of the show and we love, you know, interacting and stuff like that. Um, 
So big shout out to that. And if you're new to the show, uh, if you're coming from Cubs Zone or any of that, you know, welcome. We appreciate it. Um, you guys follow us at Pinwheels Ivy Pod on Twitter. If you want to show show the show some love, it's the pin tweet uh, on top of our Twitter account. And then also, tis the season, man. We got merch. If you want something with the logo on it, uh, definitely go ahead and order some of that. Um, and then, last but not least, please, as Jumper says in the comments here. Hit the like button, guys. Subscribe. Subscribe. That's how you're supposed to do it if you're a YouTuber. Do it. Do it. Subscribe. Like. Push notifications. But we come at you guys usually every Wednesday at 8-ish. Um, you know, during the offseason, there might be a week or two off. But um, although, Kevin, any final quick part and thoughts? Go I sign do. Carlos Correa, Jed. That works. Yep, yep, yep. And and sorry about the auto-tune there as well. No, let's go. Cubs are back. Um, all right. So that's God, oh, oh my god, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, that's that's the show for all the fids. I'm so uh, y'all be good, and we're an hour and a half away from the lockout, so figure out something to do. Uh we'll see you guys next week. Mad bitches. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't pull the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah Every season they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah This is what you waiting for You can put